Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. I guess you're supposedly, if you're not, if you call the earlier part of our program, you're wondering, what's Larry the Cable Guy doing on VFN TV at Liberty University? We are about to hear, he's going to finish his conversation, but you're going to hear his testimony. He talked about how he was raised, but he says, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. And you're going to see him just go into mm. tears. It's a powerful thing. Wow. We have to be so open in this year of breakthrough as people begin to give their life back to the Lord and allow them to go through these transitions and embrace them, just like Liberty did. Take a look. Awesome. Yeah, so, so you, that's how it started. You live in Nebraska with your family. Please hold your applause till all this is over. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you live in Lincoln, Nebraska. Tell us it's about your like family. We got, it's like we got boogers in our noses or something. You know, everybody's like staring at us. <laughs> Tell us about your family. Uh, my dad was a uh, preacher. Uh, my mom was an Elvis impersonator. Uh... <laughs> I, I, found, I found that odd myself, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. My mom was a housewife, but my dad was one of those backwoods, southern, I don't know where he got his accent, I think from Missouri, because my dad was from Kansas, and my dad would get to preaching, and my dad would say it, you know, and he'd had the whole thing going on, so my dad was a preacher, and he played guitar with the Everly Brothers in the late 40s, early 50s. And uh, so that's kind of where I get my sense of humor. Everybody in my family's funny. Uh, my dad, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, you know, he was a backwoods preacher, you know. And I grew up kind of uh, in a strange Christian environment because my dad, I mean, he had a master's degree in Greek and two, and he had, he spoke fluent Hebrew, Greek. He could, you could look at my dad and go, hey, Tom, Isaiah, uh, chapter 2, verse 6. And he'd not only say it, he'd say it in Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> but my dad also, coming home from church, was cussing like a sailor. Hmm. Because he was just this back home country preacher. And I always kind of found that kind of strange, you know. And it never hurt my faith at all, because humans are humans, you know. But that's the environment, that's the Christian environment that I grew up in. You know, I was a country kid living on a pig farm. My dad was a preacher and cussed like a sailor and played guitar on the weekends. <laughs> so if that's not enough to take some sort of a, a narcotic, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're, you're, speaking of family, your daughter's name is Reagan. My little girl's name is Reagan. That's right, after the greatest president to ever come across this country. And... Uh, uh, Notice you don't have a son named Clinton. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you? No, but so we, you're a Republican. <laughs> this, the real Dan Whitney is a yeah, far right no, Republican. We were saying that earlier. I have a dog, though, that I have to let out to take a Dukakis. Okay, I have to do that. But, uh, but no, my, uh, my little girl's name is Reagan, and her first words, believe it or not, were Mr. Larry, tear down this crib. That was her first words. And my little boy is named Nixon. That's, That's a know, joke. I'm just kidding. His name is not Nixon. His name's Wyatt. He's nine going on Ridlin, and he's a good kid. I love him to death. And, and you know, here's the thing about kids. It's unbelievable that God can create. Because I never had kids. I started late. I was 43 when I got married. Had kids when I was uh, uh, 
27, 30, 32. No, just kidding. I was uh, 43 when I got married. I'm a first kid at 45. And it's amazing to me how much you just look at this kid and how much kids just not only change your life, but it's just something that God created that you, it's unbelievable how you can just look at it and it just makes you cry. And you would do anything for it. And then the next minute, you want to slap the garbage out of it. You know what I mean? Because they're so infuriating sometimes. But I love them to death. They're unbelievable. I was going to homeschool our kids. And then my wife reminded, yes. But my wife reminded me. I was an idiot. So we didn't do that. So we couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But I was always scared of bullies and stuff. Because my little boys, got my little, both of them, such good hearts. And they're such good kids. And I... And I actually do homeschool my kids. We have a homeschool group where 16 families got together. And uh, it's, a, it's an awesome situation. And, uh, but I was just always worried about bullies, you know, because I remember I was bullied once and, and a fourth grader uh, wanted to beat me up and it freaked me out, but I did the right thing. I went back out, I got in my car and I told my wife she could go pick the kids up from school next time. So that's what I did. <laughs> Maybe we should have done my whole bit from the table. You know what I mean? I might have. Well, we know that part of raising kids and having a great family is a huge part of that is spiritual growth. And, and one of the guys that you listen to, I think, on a daily basis is David Jeremiah, yeah, who just spoke David here. Jeremiah. His grandson is, uh, his, his grandson is a student here. Somewhere. David Todd, I don't know where he is, but he's a student here. There he is, plays on the football team. Yeah, and, he, uh, uh, we actually went to breakfast a few uh, months ago. Was it a bit like last month? Yeah. We went like to that. breakfast, mm-hmm. and your dad owes me like $32 for that. He walked out on that breakfast, <laughs> right. so tell Dr. Jeremiah. And I like Ravi Zachariah, too. I listen yeah, to Ravi. But there, a lot of Ravi, though, you have to, like, go to a dictionary and try yeah, to figure out what yeah, he says every 10 minutes. It's pretty deep stuff. But uh, tell us about your faith in Christ, how you came to know the Lord and, well, and all that. I came to know Jesus when I was a kid. And uh, like I said, I grew up. And, you know, it's kind of crazy with me because and I always wondered if it's really hard to be a preacher's kid and have any kind of a cool testimony. You know, because you always hear these people give their testimony. And, and then I got into drugs and I was half dead and I was doing this. And then the Lord pulled me up. I don't have that story. I became a Christian when I was a kid, uh, did everything, went to a Baptist school, we, we did the outreach, I mean, everything. And then, like always, like a lot of preacher's kids, you, you just fall by the wayside. And you know he's always there, God has never left me, he's always been with me, all the time. But then you get in the entertainment business, let me tell you something about the entertainment business, it just pulls you in. I've never drunk. I've never done drugs. I've never done anything like that. I will say that there's a lot of things. Well, to make a long story short, um, I kind of fell in that depths of that, that garbage for a while. And then about two years ago, I rededicated my life. And uh, yeah. I got to tell you, this is, this is always rough for me to talk about because I love Jesus so much and I just I feel I didn't want to do this tonight but I just feel horrible about some of the things that I've done and unlike other people everything that I did and said is on tape for everybody to see I'm proud 
I'm proud of some things that I've done. I've had an awesome career. I've done some amazing things. But there's things that I've done on stage now that I'm back in the fold and I'm back with my Savior. There's things that I look back on and I wish I wouldn't have done it. And men don't forgive you. And I don't care if men forgive me or Jesus forgives me. You know what I mean? And that's, he, he does. And, and it's, well, you know, it's when I, people always say, oh, what are you going to go up there and cry about stuff? It's not that I'm sad. I'm happy. It, you know, I'm happy. You know, I've always been happy. Those years that I went down into the, the depths, you know, and you're doing stuff, I wasn't as happy. I knew Jesus was always there, but I wasn't as happy. Um, I've never lost my salvation. Jesus isn't going to let me go because I, that was the self. I got saved when I was a kid, and by gosh, by the things I was, I was saved. But the devil gets a hold of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he never, Jesus never leaves you. The prodigal son, he's always there if you come back to him. And I came back to him. And I'm not perfect. It's like my buddy Beeman, my tour manager, says, and God brought him to me. I got branches still falling off me. <laughs> you know, I ain't, a, I ain't a complete tree. I got branches still falling, just like everybody else. Has There's nobody in here that's perfect. And uh, we're a constant, we're a constant, uh, we're a constant work. But I'm glad I came back into the fold and, and I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. And it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with fame. Because fame and money and all the glitz never makes you happy. Because I can sit here right now and tell you that I was way happier. Not now. Now I got full happiness because I'm back in the fold. But I got to tell you, five years ago... I wasn't as happy as I am now. And I had anything I ever wanted. I could do anything I wanted. I could buy anything I wanted. I just didn't have that complete happiness. There was something missing. It was there. It was just buried inside of me. And well, anyway, make a long story short, I rededicated my life two years ago. I'm glad I did. I'm very happy I did. I'm a work in progress. I'm doing the best I can to glorify God in everything I do, everybody I see. When people come to my shows, it's not perfect. I'm doing my best. I pray to God, make sure that, and I'm not a, you know, I was never really over the line that much, but there's things I did that I didn't, you know, enjoy. Like I used to, I used to do, do jokes about handicapped and this and that. I thought it was funny. It's not funny, especially if you have a kid that's like that. And so I said, and people had always said to me, am I going too long? No. Okay. People had always said to me, well, I got to go to the bathroom. People had said to me, <laughs> but people had always said to me, well, you need to quit doing that. It's offensive. And then I had other people that said, well, no, it's not. And when I was a kid, I worked with retarded kids all the time. And now it's special needs, whatever. I'm not good on the terms. Um, but I didn't think anything of it because I worked with them. But then, but then as I had kids, I realized the hurt that causes people. And so I quit doing it. But I'm glad that I didn't quit doing it because people forced me to quit doing it. I'm glad I did it because my inside was changed to not do it. Because if you stop doing it just because somebody doesn't like it and you do it just to not offend them, 
It's, it's not the same. It's the same when you do it because you inside really want to make that change. And so there was things like that that I, yeah. that I, uh, there were things like that that I'm working on, you know. And uh, but it, but it's really cool at my shows. It's like it's like my wife has a crazy ministry. My wife grew up on a cattle ranch, and. Uh, you would never know my wife grew up on a cattle ranch in a million years because she's got a, a pig face. And so we, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. My wife is gorgeous. She's hot, trust me. Anyway, she will be after she finds out about yeah. that joke I just did. I'll tell you that much. No, my wife is fantastic and she's my best friend and she's gorgeous. And, but she grew up on a cattle ranch and she found the Lord about three years ago. And, uh, her ministry is basically, you know, she's a beautiful wife to my kids, but she's on the internet all the time, constantly witnessing to people and all her friends from school. And it's kind of like me. I work with Foxworthy a lot, and we talk, we talk about this a lot. You know, Jeff has sold 38 million comedy CDs. So between me and him together, we've sold over 38 million comedy CDs. <laughs> but we talk about this a lot, you know, God puts people in different positions where he thinks they will be effective. And it doesn't matter what you do. God puts you in positions of effectiveness. And I feel like Jeff and I, especially Jeff, and I've learned this from Jeff, we're in the entertainment business that's one of the most ungodly businesses on the planet. Jeff and I are in a position to do our shows. And when people see us in our daily lives different than them and happy and a shining light, it's such a great field to witness in. And, I, and I've, always, I've always loved the, the verse, whoever will seek will find. If you're not seeking, you're not looking for it. But when people see you and they see something in you and they're not happy inside, they're going to seek it out. They're going to ask you what makes you happy. And that's why everywhere I go, I got this, uh, your deal. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I wear the stand up for Jesus thing on my wrist, hoping that somebody goes, hey, what's that on your wrist? And that starts the conversation. But anyway, I didn't want to be a baby tonight. I'm just very happy that, uh, that I've rededicated my life. And, it's uh, what a powerful yeah. word and it's awesome to be here with all these people it's cool to be in a room full of a, a bunch of christians yeah. you know and the only thing that scared me today was we we're flying in the plane and i hate flying but we're flying in and we hit major turbulence and i'm thinking really i don't hit maybe major turbulence when i'm going to you know do shows for unsaved people <laughs> And here I am coming to see the Christians, and I'm about to die over here. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Anyway. Hey, I just want you to know, brother, that uh, you're in a room full of just sinners saved by grace. And so That's we right. were with you, brother. We, we're, watching right. God, we're watching God teach you. And um, your honesty and your transparency in the last five, ten minutes, as you've just been sharing about how you just feel convicted about your— I mean, what a great testimony of what good is it for a man to gain the whole world but to forfeit his soul. And, right. and people always think, if I had money, if I had fame, uh, you know, I, I would be happy. You're such a testimony of you can have all of that and still, still like not have contentment in your soul. So we, we are grateful what God's doing in your life. Thank you, brother. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Powerful. Oh, yeah.
I'm Tell glad it. I did. I've been. I'm glad I did. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to be able to do it. You know, I've been waiting to share that with somebody because the places I work, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> That's so powerful, you know, to just be so open and and transparent and authentic. We got to so embrace when God, God's going to be bringing many of His sons mm -hmm. and daughters back. People that have never known Him before are going to come, and they're going to come just like we come with all of our luggage and all of our things, and we can't. We just gotta embrace them. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. I think about this. I think about when Jesus said, this is kind of how it is. You had this one man that was coming up and he looked towards the temple and he just thought, oh man, you know, I feel so bad about myself, mm -hmm. my shame, my sin. And he falls to his knees and he starts beating his chest, right? Mm -hmm. And then this other guy, he stood up in some flowing robe and he's a Pharisee. This is Jesus, the Son of God, telling us the story. And he says, and this was his prayer, he said, I just thank God I'm not like him. And point, mm. is pointing them down basically to the man who's beating his chest. And this is what God says through his son. He said, the one that's beating his chest, the one that has all this luggage that just humbled his heart and just said, you know, I want Jesus, but I know I need forgiveness. I mean, that's the one that made it. The one that was in yeah. his flowing robe didn't make it. Yeah. And when, when God's, I mean, we're, we're going to, breakthrough is not just a financial breakthrough. It's a financial, it's a breakthrough for kingdom finances to be able to bring in the harvest. And you're going to start seeing I mean, you, th you, th you think about, you know, um, all, all the wealth that he has gained, you know, in his career. And now he's saying, listen, I just want to be able to, to bless. And we didn't, we'll make the whole thing available to you on the VFN Torch. But he talks about, I think, a half a million dollar foundation in Orlando, Florida, wow. the hip dysplasia that they uh, building for babies all around the world to be able to, to be, uh, they're having to get these plastic hips. These babies are being held mm. wrong. And it's a real simple thing to be able just to educate people on how you hold your baby. And so they're willing, they, they built this entire wing onto a hospital in Orlando, I believe it is. And uh, it's called Get Her Done. His fund's <laughs> called Get Her Done. And they're doing all these things, you know, for military and for families and there's so many wonderful things. It reminds me of the scripture, those who have been forgiven much, love much. Yeah. And so when you recognize what God's done in your life, you say, man, I, I just want to love him and I want to love other right. people. I want to give it all back to him. It's, it's the most beautiful. beautiful thing to see those transitions take place. It's just, it's just we have, to, we have to guard the environment to make sure that, that they don't become so beautifully raw and all of a sudden they become religious. And yes. it's like, oh, what happened to you? Yes. You got a flowing robe on. You used to be so yeah. authentic. And, uh, and we really try to do that here on VFN TV and in the VFN family, just like, you know, we're real. We're, you know, we're saved by God's grace. We share our testimonies at meetmyfather.org so you can know a little bit mm -hmm. about us. But, you know, God forgives. And we're looking at, you know, Larry the Cable Guy, Daniel Whitney's his actual name, and that's a character that he plays, and uh, and he's given his life to the Lord, and it's been a couple years now. His wife's witnessing the. And he's begging, there. begging someone to ask, ask him, what, me. what does this mean? As a matter of fact, we, if you would like it, we have an I abide armband for yes. you. You know, we have to be able to send that to you. You can just call and request it or, or write to us, but to, so people that will ask. You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at vfntv.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app, where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at vfntv.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFNTV and the Daily Radio Program, where we're keeping the conversation light.